These things I have said to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. In the world, tribulation, but in Christ, peace. It's just that simple. If in the world itself we seek peace, we won't find it. If in the things of this world we seek our peace, we won't find it. Only in Christ will we find and possess true peace. In his presence with us, in his word to us, in his gifts for us. In the world tribulation, but in Christ, peace. Indeed, lending even more weight to these words of our Lord is the fact that he chooses to end his upper room discourse, his last sermon, if you will, in just this way. These things, that is, all of the things he speaks in John chapters 14, 15, and 16, these things I have said to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So if you find yourself needing peace from Jesus, then you've come to the right place. He promises to be with us here, wherever two or three are gathered in his name. He speaks to us, Because faith comes and faith is sustained by his word. He invites us to his table and here gives us the peace that passes all understanding and the forgiveness of our sins. And if all this were not enough, at home you may open your Bible and turn again to the Gospel of John chapters 14, 15, and 16. And there read and hear the things that Jesus says to his disciples then and now, that in him we may have peace. Today is Rogate Sunday, and Rogate simply means ask. Not only does Jesus' upper room discourse, again his last sermon if you will, end with instruction on asking, instruction on prayer, But as soon as he concludes his sermon, he prays directly to the Father himself. And in this prayer, he prays for his disciples, but not merely for those who were present with him at the table that night. Indeed, he prays for all of his disciples. One of the most amazing, humbling, and joyful things in the scriptures is that Christ does indeed know each one of us. I know my own, he says, and my own know me. How important prayer must be if Jesus ends his sermon by teaching about prayer and then goes on to pray for us himself. There's a Luther quote, it's, A little bit doubtful that Luther actually said it, but then again, it sounds like something he would say. To be a Christian without prayer 
is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Prayer is life, and life is prayer precisely because the Father is himself life, and it is eternal life to know him and his beloved Son. Peace and prayer so often go hand in hand because peace is ultimately to commend all things into our Father's hands. Indeed, as God would have it in His grace, we come to know and to trust His fatherly hands even more than our own, and to know and to trust His fatherly will even more than our own. It is the love of God that anchors our Lord's teaching in regard to prayer. So great is the love of our Heavenly Father that He gave His own most priceless treasure, His own dear Son, that we would have forgiveness, healing, resurrection from the grave. And in these days, and especially prayer, that's why Jesus says in the upper room and in figures of speech, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name, ask and you will receive, that your joy may be full. Not only then is peace woven together with prayer, but also joy. Not selfish joy or worldly joy. In the world you will have tribulation, but a joy that is deeper than all sorrows. Joy that comes in Jesus and through Jesus as we ask the Father for all that we need in our Christian vocations and life. Jesus is telling us plainly that he gives us direct access to God, the Heavenly Father, in prayer. To God, the Heavenly Father, maker of the heavens and the earth, and yet access in such a way that this Almighty Father is yet your Father, our Father, who, as the Catechism teaches, tenderly, tenderly invites us to believe that He is our true Father and we are His true children, so that with all boldness and confidence we may ask Him as dear children ask their dear Father. What one thing could make you pray more? Answer. Knowing God as he truly is. Knowing God more will cause you to pray more. Knowing his goodness, his innocence, his tenderness, his humility, his strength, and his love. There is nothing that will increase your prayers more than knowing God more. Would it be somehow un-Lutheran if I were to tell you what the Lutheran Catechism teaches us about daily prayer? I hope not. The Catechism sets before us a pattern we find in the New Testament Scriptures as well as the Old. When we rise in the morning, the Catechism says, make the sign of the cross in remembrance of holy baptism 
you belong to Jesus. And rising from the bed, you are practicing the resurrection. Pray, if nothing else, the Lord's Prayer. More fully, the Ten Commandments, the Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. You can add the morning prayer in the catechism. You can add a psalm. You can add a hymn. All of that's great. But whatever you do, begin your day speaking to your Heavenly Father. Next up in the catechism, breakfast. Giving thanks to God for the simple, humble meal that appears on your table. That is a gift of His love and His mercy made new that day for you. The same is true as you went toward lunch and ultimately toward dinner, giving thanks to God at each time for His gracious provision, each prayer an opportunity to confess where you have fallen short, and to give Him thanks and praise for the abundant forgiveness of sins He so daily and richly provides for us in Christ Jesus. Finally, to end your day in prayer, once more praying the Our Father and making the sign of the cross, remembering that this day you lived as a baptized child of God, your sins are washed away, and closing your eyes at night to sleep, commending your, hand, your, your spirit into the Father's hands, you practice death, trusting Him that He indeed will raise you if not in the morning, than in the resurrection from the dead. Prayer so essential that the Catechism and both Testaments in the Scriptures teach that it's essential for our days to be begun, continued, and ended in prayer. Because it is precisely through prayer that we remember who our God and Father is and His profound love for us in Christ Jesus, in all the gifts, and yes, even in the trials and afflictions that He lays upon us. In the world, you will have tribulation, but in Christ, peace. In the world, conflict with the devil and the principalities and powers of darkness, but even so, in Christ, peace. In the world, corruption, from the corner gas station to the highest levels of government and church, but in Christ, peace. In the world, sinful passions that wreak havoc upon us, requiring constant confession, constant forgiveness, and constant vigilance. But even so, in Christ, peace. In the world, tears. Tears for our own sins. Tears for those sins that others commit against us. Tears at night as we lay in our beds, and tears when we lay loved ones into the ground. But even so, in Christ, peace. These things I have said to you that in me you may have peace, our Lord says. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. It is as if our Lord is saying, take heart, that is, be of good courage, be of good cheer. I have overcome, I have conquered, I have prevailed over the world, and if over the world, then also over its many tribulations. How so? 
All who desire forgiveness shall have it in my name. All who desire resurrection shall have it in my name. All who desire eternal healing and eternal life with God, his angels and saints, shall have it in my name. Dear Christians, our Lord has overcome the world and all evil. Let us take heart and find peace in him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.